Hello, Raul, and thanks so much for coming on. Really looking forward to this, Bill, thank you. Now, for all of you out there listening, I have with me today the co-founder and CEO of a company called Real Vision, Raul Powell. And first thing I learned of Raul, I heard him on Scott Galloway's Prof G podcast. This was probably, I, I think it went live over a year ago, but I think I heard it probably six months or so ago. And with everything that we've been talking about um, with NFTs and how they can be leveraged to create communities, I thought this was a perfect opportunity for us. And um, it, it as we think about what is an NFT and how do we move it from, hey, it's something that we sell and it's a pretty picture to building a community, Raul is the exact person that we need to talk to. In fact, I think the whole concept was in its infancy back then. And there was maybe a handful of NFTs that were trying to create communities back then. I know some bands were doing it, maybe a couple of football clubs, meaning soccer clubs, uh, but things have come a long way and uh, Raul, since that conversation, I know things have changed significantly. So now, Raul, we need to really keep this simple because myself and the team listening here, we're really just getting into learning about metaverse, NFTs, blockchain, there's Web 3.0, there's all these terms going on out there. So one of the things that um, is gonna be really helpful as we go through the conversation is helping us keep it simple, um, mostly because Quite honestly, we just don't know a lot about this space yet. So helping us keep it simple will be fantastic. And then I'm going to want to go into NFTs pretty deeply um, because that seems to be one of the areas that really is starting to bubble up for us. And we're starting to dip our toe in the water with NFTs. So would you mind just on a really simple, basic level, what is an NFT? And uh, then as we go through it, I'll pepper you with a few more questions about NFTs. Sure. NFT stands for non-fungible token, which means absolutely nothing to anybody listening to this. What it actually means is in a digital world, anything that gets digitized goes to zero in cost. So something applicable to Harmon is music. Music got digitized, and as opposed to selling records and CDs and tapes, it's streamed, and the cost of music went to essentially zero. Almost everything that gets digitized, cloud storage, computing power, all of this stuff goes to zero. What an NFT does is can turn something digital into something scarce. And if it's scarce in a digital world, it can maintain its value. So that's really what an NFT unlocks. And what it is is to allow for an individual thing, contract, object that is digital to be recorded on a blockchain and therefore sellable, transferable, and ownable. Um, so that could be a piece of artwork, could be a piece of music, it could be a contract, could be anything really. Um, that's the big unlock. It's in a digital world, if we're talking about the metaverse or any other digital world, of me sending something to you of value and being paid for it and having it owned. And so therefore the proof of ownership, I've sold it to you, is recorded immutably, i.e. forever, and yep. verified for everybody. Got it. So one of the things, you, you mentioned the word value a couple of times. So in the digital world, values of things quickly go to zero. 
So NFTs, smart contracts, help you create value or maintain value. But what what about things like the JBL brand? I don't know if I want to be in the business of selling NFTs because that's that's not core to our business. But what what else can we use NFTs or maybe it's how else can we use NFTs to provide a value exchange with our end consumer? What we've learned from NFTs is it's much bigger than selling a piece of digital artwork or whatever it is. It actually is a way of turning, and this is what marketing folks really need to understand is this expression I'm gonna explain to you now, is it turns the intangible of brand and community into a tangible on the balance sheet. So JBL has a big reputation in particularly consumer, but also in um, professional sound circles and our Harmon itself does, but JBL is a great example. Yep. It has a big brand. It has recognition, but as marketing people, you're having to just use that recognition to sell directly. Hey, this is a new product from JBL, but the brand itself has value, which is unrealized on your balance sheet. I, you don't monetize it. And NFTs allow for the monetization of brand at scale in a way that you will get into as we have this conversation that should be really exciting for you. So can you talk a little bit about examples of monetizing our brand? Because one way to monetize a brand is you go sell the company. Clearly, somebody knows that there's value in JBL. And if uh, somebody came in and decided to buy us, there you go. You're getting the value for your brand. But how do I monetize a brand with no, consumers? You're, you're not monetizing your brand. You're monetizing some part of the intangible on your balance sheet that somebody assumes is the value of your brand. It's not quantifiable. So let me give you the best example that people will understand. Yep. Disney is whatever it is today. Call it a $300 billion company. I'm not yep. even sure what the number is. What is the value of the Disney brand? Because you could go out in the market and buy Disney for whatever the market value is. In fact, I can probably check it as we speak. But what you'll find is that it's probably the world's most recognized brand amongst almost everybody in the world. Yep. If you were to monetize that brand, it's probably worth a trillion, $2 trillion. Yeah, Disney currently is a $200, million com- a $200 billion company. So it's probably trading at a fifth of its brand value, let alone all the business. Now, that's what I'm talking about here. That can be monetized in this new digital world using blockchain technology such as NFTs or other tokenization like social tokens, which I talked a lot about in the Scott Galloway podcast as well. Yeah. So So, somebody may come and buy JBL, but they're not going to pay what the full value of all of the hard work you marketing folks and every single consumer has put into the brand and the life story of the brand. This yep. is a very different thing. Okay. So as, as marketers and thinking about leveraging NFTs in order to help monetize the value that we've built into this JBL brand, 
what are some of the things that we need to do? Like, how, how do, I, cool, I get to create an NFT to monetize it, but what, what exactly am I switching a value? I mean, I have to give people something in order for them right. to feel like they're getting the value out of this brand. So what, 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 what are some of the things that people are doing or, or if you have ideas for JBL, so, we'll take them too. So. Yep, I'll, let me, I'm gonna go through a couple of things. Firstly, yeah. what is it about tokenization that it gets people so excited? Why do people talk about cryptocurrencies and NFTs and all of this? So if you think currently, you have a relationship with your customer where you build a product, you may have some focus groups, you build a product, you sell them a product, you build a marketing plan, you sell them the product. That is your relationship yep. with the customer. You might try and yep. sell them another product because they're loyal to JBL as a brand. Okay, that's it. Yep. You're paying to advertise to your customers using third-party channels such as Google, YouTube. You guys know this because it's a large part of your marketing budget and it's becoming less and less effective as a channel. In fact, your costs go up, your cost per acquisition go up, yet you still can't reach these audiences and they're your customers, but you don't have a relationship. Sure, you might have a few email lists here and there, but not to the magnitude of your brand. And you've got third-party distributors in the way who are also taking a share of, of this as well. So what is tokenization? How does it change it? Well, it's a different relationship. If you imagine that Facebook, it's, it has a very clear value proposition. Its shareholders own a share of the Facebook network. It's a network, a connectedness between all of the people, the 3 billion people that use face Facebook. We get to use Facebook for free or Instagram or, or WhatsApp for free. Yep. And we get yep. utility out of that. I, we get to use this stuff and they then monetize us. Now we can build businesses on top of it, which is a true network, but they charge for that. They charge for Harmon to access their customers. They charge for all sorts of people to do all sorts of things on the network. Yep. So the shareholders got rich and the users got monetized and they got the utility. Now, Web3 is a change in that structure. Web3 is where you as a user of the network would also have a share of the network. So imagine how fast Facebook would have grown if every user got given Facebook shares. They would have gone out and proletized about this to everybody, said yeah. you've got to join this, and you'd want to build businesses on top of it. You want to do anything because the value of the network will go up, and you as a participant will gain part of that value too. That is the big unlock in tokenization. So it's the same with Harmon and JBL, is right now, as I said earlier, you have a kind of weird relationship with your customer. They, they're clicks on a website or through yep. third-party channels or you advertise. What you're going to end up having to do is creating a community around your customers where you and the community share in the growth of the network. And a lot of people here are thinking, yeah, but we don't have a network. And this is where you need to use your marketing prowess to develop one. And this comes down to brand mythology, storytelling, united purpose, 
and the psychographics of your customer base? How do we get them to all be part of something that they can get behind? Because if they yeah. get behind something, they will help us grow. And as marketers, we can sit back and watch this magic happen. So that's about okay. creating community. And the yep. community of JBL is really straightforward. You know, offline, I asked you how many customers you think have bought products in the last three years. And you kind of said, I don't know, maybe 100 million. 100 million people all share the love of music. They share the love of sound. The storytelling that music and sound have in our lives is truly extraordinary. You know, we have the same with taste and sight, but music is so cultural, so deep, that humans have used it as storytelling forever. So if you change your relationship with your customer and not said, here's a set of features that you might want, better sound, more portability, smaller, and instead said, why don't we create magic together around our shared love of music? Yeah. And then you created yeah. a community where you served those benefits to the community. Let's say you did a deal with Ticketmaster and Spotify and artists and anybody else that was involved in this space where as a, as a JBL token holder or an NFT holder, I could benefit. I'd want to bring other people in too, because maybe we're then forming clubs and different people are creating kind of custom JBL rigs from what they're doing, or they're maybe creating their own home studios, or they're creating their own events, or the sound systems at music festivals, or whatever it may be. And what you're doing is uniting your customers around a vision that is not about the brand. It's about what unites you all. Yeah. That yeah. is what the power of this is. And an NFT is the first unlock. So think of an NFT. And right now, most NFTs are kind of like a few thousand um, of these tokens. And these tokens yeah. might be individualized, i.e. numbered or unique, or they might be all identical. But forget about selling some, you know, here's, you know, Jay-Z with JBL speakers. Here's an NFT. We want to sell it to you. And think instead, this is your membership to the JBL community. And we're going to start with a small group of fanatics first, people who understand Web3. And we're going to get them together, get them on a chat channel called a Discord channel where they can talk to us. There's now no barriers to entry. And we share ideas and we create value for these people by talking to them and saying, what do you want? How can we grow this? And out of those 10,000, let's say, you start a community and then you start building on that and letting it grow by using NFTs. Now, those NFTs could be music NFTs. There's so many people to partner with. It could be visual NFTs, artists. It could be artists and music. It could be famous people. It could be tickets for events. So we're seeing that NFTs are being used for tickets. They're called proof of attendance protocols. And Ticketmaster has already issued 5 million of these and they'll have 10 million by the end of the summer. Wow. So suddenly you've found a connection between music fans. Now, why, why do this? Well, once you start getting this into your 100 million people's hands 
and it'll take a slow process because not everybody's ready for this yet. Yep. You will have access to their wallets. Their wallets is their unique identifier in the Web3 world where you can now find out what other products, other brands, other things that they, they affiliate with, much like you'd use kind of Google Analytics for. So you're now finding, hey, these guys who have JBL NFTs also like Adidas. Okay, well, there's a JV you can do. Okay, yep. they also like this kind of music and this kind of sports. Okay, now we can market to them. And even better, you can then drop NFTs and other things free into their wallets, whether it's promotion of a new product or it's by bringing more and more people in your community. So okay. the idea is to start building a social graph from the ground yeah. up and scaling it to the 100 million. Do that, you win the world. <laughs> I love it. All right, so let, let me let me break apart a little bit what you said because there, there was a lot of very fascinating elements that, that I want to poke around at. So first, this idea of today, the way we market ourselves is through third parties. And I totally get that. What, if I want to put a television advertisement on, on the TV, I have to go to a third party and buy that ad space. And then my TV ad will show up in front of those people. If I, also, if I wanna, don't forget, sorry, Bill, to interrupt, Yep, is what you pay for that ad slot is not what the broadcast network gets paid either. So in the middle are middlemen. And there's a number of them. There's high-frequency trading firms who trade ad slots. There's all sorts of people. So even your bang for the buck is being diluted. A friend of mine yeah. who ran the Guardian newspaper group went to the boss of Unilever and said, let's do a test and figure out when you advertise in the Guardian, what do you pay and what do we receive? 80% of the economics was taken away. Whoa. Wow. Oh, yes. Okay. So so that that, that kind of feeds into another element that you were talking about, creating that direct link with your fans. Now, obviously, tomorrow, we can't access all 100 million people that currently have JBL in their house or in their car or in their studio. But over time, we have to build it. But that direct link, it sounds like, unlocks things like the 80% of value that's being gobbled up by the middleman. So therefore, we, we can almost double the impact just by going direct to consumers. So what, what are the types of things that will draw people in to say, yeah, I'm willing, I'm willing to join the membership of JBL? And is it, do, do, do they have to pay for it or should we be asking them to pay for it? Or is it a open up membership and use other things besides dollar value to, to attract people? You can monetize later. Okay. First build community. So I am personally a JBL user. I love music. Fantastic. If love you it. created a club, a large club of millions of people based around the shared love of music, why would I not join? Yeah. If you could add value to my music journey in life, the storytelling that enriches my life, of course I'd love to. If you'd give me benefits, hey, listen, we've done a deal with Ticketmaster and we get 10% off any music ticket you want. Or, you know, they're issuing NFTs too and that gives you different rights within their community. We've secured that for you. 
or hey, you get first dibs on our new products and we've got special limited editions for you. Or we want a group of you to help us design new products and we'll give them to you for free to help us because we want to do yeah. this with you. There's so yeah. many ways you could add value to my JBL journey that's not about JBL. It's about our shared passion, which yeah, is love sound. It. Love it. Yep, totally love it. And, and, and that shared passion, that shared purpose, we, we, as marketers, we talk a lot about what's our brand purpose. And so really making sure that we're rock solid on that and communicating it to the community that we want to build is going to be absolutely critical. Yeah, and it's nothing to do with what you think your brand purpose is today. Yeah. You know, your mission statement, all of that won't wash. Yeah. Because yeah. it has to truly attract people. You have to think of yourself as a digital nation state where why do people want to join the state of JBL and not the state of Bose? Yeah. Why should the Spotify community yeah. join the JBL community? Why should these be friendly countries that trade together? What are the benefits I'm going to offer my citizens of my new country? Yeah. Do I offer them a system of currency? Well, that's coming too. These are called social tokens or utility tokens where anybody who's a token holder in your economy can get discounts and they're different to NFTs. That's like having a dollar, a JBL dollar that can go up and down in value based on the community, the value of the community and the brand itself. Or oh, there's different it's NFT communities and you can sub-segment people. So you've got gamers. Okay, that's a whole different group than the music guys. Fantastic. Yeah. Different set of messaging, different set of purpose, but they're all unified by sound. So as you're thinking about people that are doing it really well now, and, and I know it's still relatively young, so there's there's lots of room for growth and people to get better at it. But if you were to look at a brand or a series of brands or companies that you'd say, yeah, you know what, they seem to really be getting this idea of community. Who do you think's doing it great? And who should we as you know, newbies in this space go look at and try to learn from? The good thing is everybody's a newbie. Um, the, one of the better brands in this space who were early was Adidas. So Adidas realized that they had cultural relevance and cultural relevance, culture is an asset class in the digital world because that is what's being tokenized in these NFTs and these communities. So they realized that cultural relevance, they realized that kids were trading rare sneakers. So they knew that scarcity had value in their community. So therefore they decided to team up with another community, much like we talked about this time, Board Ape Yacht Club, which is one of the NFT communities yep. that yep. grew out of Web3. And they yep. said, hey, listen, we want to do something with Board Ape and give them Adidas shoes to wear, but digital renditions. And we want people to be able to trade these. So they firstly sold these I think it's less able to sell much stuff to start with, but what you get is every time they trade, they get a revenue. So all of this NFT mm. stuff, every time it trades, you get 5% in perpetuity, in perpetuity, a revenue stream you didn't have. But they yeah. created cultural relevancy in this new world that is going to scale. The other people who were doing this are the fashion brands. So we've seen... Um, parts of LVMH, the, the luxury giant, because they just said very clearly to a friend of mine, 
think Bernard Arnault said, well, we're just in the business of selling scarce goods and culture. So we don't care if it's digital or physical. And that leap of faith was the perfect understanding. So, you know, Dolce Gabbana, another group, have done amazing stuff between NFT scarce clothing, some of which exists in the real world, and you can wear the same piece of clothing in the metaverse when the metaverse is ready for it, which it's not yet, but you can own it, or you can own a digital good that could not exist in the real world because it's made of fibers that could never exist and qualities that could never exist. We're seeing, um, we're seeing Tiffany partner with CryptoPunks, another big project in Web3. We're seeing Nike doing a lot. We're seeing Ticketmaster. As I said, they've probably yeah. given out 5 million NFTs to start combining people around the passion for music and sports. We're seeing the NFL creating like baseball cards all over again, but in digital form. Um, so uh, the NBA, sorry, not the NFL. Yep. So it is happening, but it's early. Now, I've actually set up a business called Science Magic Studios, where I'm a co-founder, that tokenizes the world's largest culturally relevant communities. And we're seeing everybody start coming to us, whether that's sports sure. stars, um, music groups, but fashion brands. And then I even had an insurance company come to me and say, how do we disrupt insurance? <laughs> We've got millions of customers and they all have certain needs. What can we do? Can insurance, yeah. which is a contract, become an NFT? I'm like, yes. So we're seeing it at every level of brands starting to think, do we have community? Can we have community or not? And you guys are really lucky because you have, it's so clear to me what you guys have, but many brands don't have it at all. Starbucks are trying yeah. it. They're trying to convert their, you know, Starbucks points into a token system that allows it to hold value and transfer value. So I earn my points by going to get coffee every day, and then I can use that to buy other stuff like you can with your Amex miles or your Air miles. But they're saying, yep. well, actually, you can also sell it. Okay, that's a really interesting concept as well. So it's coming. Yeah. Everybody's looking at it. And everybody knows that all of their industries are about to be disrupted by it. So one of the things that we talk a lot about is this idea of loyalty and loyalty programs. And I think we have a tendency to go, or I know I do because I've worked on loyalty programs. So I have a tendency to go to like, hey, Delta loyalty points. Every time I fly, I get a point. So, hey, JBL, let's do every time you buy something, you get a point. It feels like what you're saying is, yeah, sure, that can be a part of it, but you have to go so far beyond just giving points that somebody can then redeem later for a free donut. Like, so yeah. It, so it, let me give one, you an is, example. Is that right? Yeah, please, please. So let's say there's a there's an amazing event in London every year called the Notting Hill Carnival. It's a massive kind of Caribbean carnival, and the sound stages everywhere. What you want from your community is to say, we want to set up a JBL soundstage. And you'll say, fine, we'll, we'll rent you on the cheap or do whatever JBL stuff and branding. And if you organize this and you know thousands or hundreds of thousands of people will see it, we'll give you tokens for it. We're going to reward you for great community behavior. 
And hey, if you host a party there and give free rum punch to everybody who's got a JBL NFT, we'll give you more tokens. Hmm. Right, so it's yep. you need to allow the community itself to build the network. Yeah. And it's it's by freeing them to do stuff in conjunction with a brand and don't be the throttler, we need to control the narrative. You say you control, you you create the narrative, we'll facilitate. Well, we're, it, we're inviting them in for a reason. They're part of our community. So we want them to also be able to help us build the community. That, that's what I'm hearing Correct. you say. So it's not about, hey, here's the guardrails for being in our community. It's we all love music. We all have a passion for listening to our favorite songs or learning new music or whatever it may be. So help us or help yourself. Actually, I guess it's not even help us. It becomes help yourselves because through tokenization, they have skin in the game. Exactly. And then imagine, look, all of the people, think of the, all of the journeys in music, whether it's listening to music, watching live music, or it's learning music. Right? What could you do with the unlock of helping people <laughs> learn to play music? Uh, I love right, it. that whole love journey. It. That's another massive thing. And then we haven't even talked about the gamers, because I know you've got stuff for gamers. Okay, all the soundscapes yeah. that they create. There's even the fact that people should be publishing music on a JBL platform. You should be creating playlists that people can tune into because these people love music. They make music. They listen to music. They should be ranking music, rating music, everything within the JBL world because they're adding value to each other. Everybody should yeah. go and look at whatever album is released and say, what does the JBL community think? Because these guys love music. I love it. Totally love it. All right. So let me, let me ask you, I'm going to take three giant steps back and ask you, how do we start? I mentioned that we're starting to dip our toe in the water, just barely. But how do we start? How does JBL say, okay, go? What do we need to do? Well, aside from the obvious plug that I can help you, um, the other way is... <laughs> we like those. <laughs> um, is The other way is just start. Have bravery. Start small. Firstly, send out an email to everybody in JBL. Say, who's interested in Web3? Right, across the whole business. Not marketing. Yep. Just say, everybody. tell us. Yep. We want... And then set up a Discord channel. Forget all of the internal communication channels because it's corporate, set up a Discord channel, say, listen, we're going to start this project. Who wants to help us? Yeah. Within that, you're going to find magic to start with. And then if you've got any channel where you can create an authentic voice, you, you then as marketing people need to get together and create this authentic mission and you know what unifies us all and then start communicating it. But you can start by finding all you need is 500 people on Twitter or wherever it is, wherever you can, as marketing people, speak the authentic brand that will be the community brand and just get people together. Just start small, start learning, meeting them, having conversations with them and do it together. Because if you come in and say, we are the brand and you shall want this, they will stick their fingers up at you and walk off. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But if you say, listen, we have no idea what we're doing here, but we all know we love this thing. Let's see what we can make. Okay, then you're interested. That's what, look, don't be scared of not knowing. None of us know. Yeah. This is all yeah. so new. 
And you guys, by having these conversations, are already ahead of the pack. Cool. So this is really good. And you have some really powerful things that could create community, which most people don't have. So just start, be brave, start small, start listening to people and having a two-way dialogue, which is refreshing for marketing because it's always a one-way dialogue. You're always trying to push messaging out. And it's lovely to have the say, hey, listen, guys, can you help? That open questioning is the answer to everything. Yeah, love it. And have just a little Genesis NFT. And those are the guys you look after forever. They accrue all of the benefits. So there might be... 5,000 of those people, and that will accrue massive value because everything that build, gets built out in Web3, those guys will have started and they will benefit. Now, those tokens, yeah. they may sell the token because they don't want to be part of the community anymore. That's fine, but that token will have value because if I know if I pick one up in the secondary market, look at all the rights I'm going to have. The, fu- the entire Web3 future of JBL is in my hands. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. All right, Raul, this was fantastic. I, I really appreciate you coming on board and, and talking with us. Um, massive overload, <laughs> like I'm trying to absorb it all, but in a very good way. So I really appreciate you taking the time with us. I may come back to you and uh, ask you some additional questions if, if you don't mind, because uh, I, I know I know that as the team listens to this podcast, they're, they're going to be bombarding us with, with yeah, some questions. Yeah, there's a, another thing just to help people is at Real Vision, we have a free crypto channel called Real Vision Crypto. Just go to realvisioncrypto.com, put in your email address. I do a big interview every Friday. There's a lot of them on NFTs, and I urge everybody, and it's also on YouTube, is look for an interview with a guy called Punk6529, who's probably the best thinker in the NFT space. It's a two and a half hour discussion, but it's worth everybody's time to listen to, to really understand what this is all about. That foundation stone will help everybody in their journey. And then watch a whole bunch of my other interviews where I interview everybody from book authors using NFTs to corporations to these Web3 native projects. So you can understand, okay, how's the space evolving? And you'll see that everybody, nobody knows where it's going. We just know it's going to go exponential. <laughs> it's definitely going, so jump on board. It's going to be exactly. Great Love it. All right. Thanks again, Raul. Really appreciate it. And okay, everybody out there that's been listening, this has been a crash course on NFTs and how to build a community. Obviously, a lot more for us to, to learn, but we're going to learn by doing. And as always, if you have thoughts about the discussion, post them in the comments section. And if you have more questions for Raul, please post those down there and we'll do our best to get some answers from them. And now this is a wrap for our five-part podcast and uh, really hope that you enjoyed it. And if you'll remember, we got to learn a little bit about the metaverse and the NFTs. We heard blockchain, Web 3.0, cryptocurrency. Hopefully you've been uh, armed with some new thinking about ways of evaluating the metaverse in NFT as the ideas keep rolling on in. And if nothing else, the the creative juices hopefully are are flowing and we're thinking about ways that NFTs in this whole entire space can really enhance our business. And um, this has been a great learning journey and it's gonna continue for us. So thank you everybody for listening and we will be talking soon.